From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to the 1330 Podcast. We're back from our sabbatical hiatus. <laughs> and, uh, uh, last time we talked to you was Christmas, and uh, now here we are just after Mother's Day, and it's Brent and Keith back with you, and uh, we're ready to tackle a whole new set of topics and things about life. Absolutely, Brent. And so uh, this week, uh, this, this, this actual series of podcasts is actually, we're coming to you from North Carolina. We, we like uh, to move it around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, this is our first Out, outside out of, of Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, We've been uh, fortunate to have recorded in the office of Oral Roberts, uh, his home office, and now we are uh, sitting in the office of our dear friend, Pastor Joshua Gresham Gresham of Trailhead Church. You you all right there, I'm having a tongue-tied, of Trailhead Church in Graham, North Carolina, and uh, he's gracious enough to give us his office, and uh, he's going to be with us here uh, on a very future podcast, so... Looking forward to that. Could be a lot of fun. That's right. Well, uh, today we decided that uh, we were going to jump back in on the leadership uh, bandwagon. Of the, that's kind of what we talk about a lot in here. Uh, and we just thought we'd do several on some behavioral things that every leader goes through and has a habit of steering themselves into. But it really is behavior that I feel like is a, in the, the pastoring that I do. It's a safety thing. It's like what you can do automatically without thinking too much. But really, these are some of the things that hold you back. So I've got one for you here. Well, Brian. let's hear it. Yeah, number one. We're going to jump right in with number one is avoiding. And uh, whenever we avoid things, uh, normally avoiding is the path to mediocrity. Oh, that's good. And if we aren't careful, as as a person who I don't like confrontation, yeah, I'm not not a big. I don't I don't know very many people who really enjoy. There are people out there, but I'm not one of them who really enjoys uh, confrontation. So people who don't like confrontation tend to do avoiding things. So we will avoid a hard conversation. We'll avoid saying something that needs to be said or saying it the way that it needs to be said or will avoid making a decision. And I know that everybody, it's a cliche kind of thing, but not making a decision is making a decision too. Uh, It's a decision, making a decision to not do anything. That's right. And when we come in and we avoid doing these things because it's going to be difficult, really what we've done is we've allowed mediocrity to creep into whatever it is that we're doing. I've found in the years now that I've been pastoring that the things that you avoid are really, uh, a lot of times, not every time, but a lot of times it's just, I I don't really want to look at that. Yeah. I want to, you know, if it's just like it's not there. If, <laughs> if, if I ignore it long enough, it'll go away. Absolutely. I do it all the time. And, um, all I mean, the time. I mean, this is going to sound, this is just as, as transparent as I can be, but I find myself doing that even on small, insignificant, stupid things like 
getting a haircut or cutting my fingernails or, you know, I, know I can look and be like, I know. So what I'm, you're saying is you're not big on personal grooming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I just ignore it long enough, maybe it'll just fix itself. And the, and then the whole time it's just, and, and really when I have to be honest with myself, I just have to look at it and just say, you know what? That's just being lazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just being lazy. And, and the thing is, is I'm always wanting to advance and always get better, but there's just some things that I don't want to do. And, uh, you know, avoiding it, uh, is not going to make it any better. And, and nothing ever fixes itself. Well, in the, in the position that I'm in right now as a project manager, I deal with homeowners. Yeah. Continually. There are certain homeowners that are a lot of fun. That you want to be around them, they, they're enjoyable to be around, they like you, you like them, they don't, they're not nitpicking everything to death on you. And then you get that homeowner that every time you get a phone, I get a phone call from them, it's, you know, my you're thinking, ticks. You're to, trying to f- figure out a way to not take the call. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, you, you double click and send them right to voicemail and <laughs> yeah. do all, and then you don't want to listen to the voicemail because you know they're going to be complaining. But I can only avoid for so long in the position that I'm in because we're not at their house that long. Yeah, yeah. You know, usually it's about two weeks. So I can't avoid them that long. And then whenever I show up on the job site, invariably they are there to talk about that very issue. And a lot of times it's no big deal. It's just something, as you said before, you know, it's just it really boils down to laziness a lot of times on our part. We just don't want to deal with that. Yeah. And the thing that I've found... If I can jump on something that I know is going to be a problem with somebody before it becomes a problem, it never becomes a problem, and it makes everything go way more smooth Yeah. in everything that I do with them. All of my interactions, we had a, we had a couple, it was just, it, I mean, it was just a comedy of errors for some things that were going on with what we're, we were doing on their house, and it, was, it, it really boiled down to a manufacturing problem. On, on some windows. When we got all done with them, I I was talking to, to the, Steve and the guy that owns the company and I, I made a comment when we were getting ready to go. I'm just like, I'm going to be so glad when all this done, is done because I my stress level right now, just thinking about having to go to their house tomorrow is just off the chart. And he is the one that kind of did the final walk around, finished everything off with them. He called me, sent me a text message and both of those talking about how happy they were with the way I managed the project. Yeah. That guy was on everything. Whenever I had information, I gave it to him. And sometimes I didn't even have information and I just called to say, hey, just want to let you know, I don't have anything. And that just brings you to the realization that a lot of things that we avoid, it's usually never as bad as we think it's going but to be. But had I not done what I did, yeah. it would have been one hard conversation after another with yeah. those people. Yeah. And in the end, they were very understanding, but they were understanding because they were communicated with. Yeah. And there's a lot of these issues that we as leaders deal with where you know we've got somebody who's doing something that we either don't approve of, they're doing it wrong, they're doing their own thing, they're not falling in line with the procedure, whatever it may be, where we, do, we well, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah, and that's a big one. We just don't really want to hurt people. Which is valid. The problem that I run into with that, if I don't talk to you know Brent's got, I've got a problem with Brent. If I don't talk to you about it, that just festers on the inside of me, and eventually it it, it really hinders our relationship. 
But don't you think that if it, it, that mentality shows you the short-sightedness of all of us, because we all kind of immediately think that if we have to confront something, it has to be a negative or it's going to hurt their feelings. Yeah. Because that's what we kind of look at when somebody says something to us, we start taking it personally. But don't isn't that an opportunity to grow as a leader or a business owner or it's, a pastor it's or whatever? An opportunity because you're learning how to talk to people. And it, it's an opportunity to actually grow the relationship. Because avoiding the conversation when I'm when you are doing something that I don't want you to do as the person in charge. Avoiding that conversation is actually hindering the relationship because of that frustration that I have with you. I don't want to deal with you. And then everything that you do, whether it's right or wrong, I look at it with a critical eye. Yeah. So it's hindered that relationship. Whereas if I would just go to you and say, hey, Brent, you've been doing this and I need you to be doing this. You would you would most likely say, oh, OK, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was doing that wrong. Mm hmm. You didn't take offense to it, but I had it all worked up in my head, so I avoided the problem. When actually all I've done is made the problem bigger and more catastrophic in the end if I don't ever deal with it. And so this is a perfect opportunity for you to grow as a leader is to stop avoiding it. And, and, and face it because it's never going to get any better unless you do. So, all right, let's move on to the second one. And the second one is this. When you start copying someone else and losing yourself. And now, here's the thing. And I've seen this in pastoring uh, in some of the biggest of the big churches all the way down to the small churches. Um, I hear this a lot. Well, they don't do it that way at this church or they don't do it that way at that church. Back in the days when I used to work in radio, uh, we used to throw that one out a lot. We they don't do it this way over at that station, or we don't do it that. Yep. And the thing is, is there's nothing wrong with borrowing inspiration from people, or or maybe even noticing that they're doing something a certain way. But you can't copy something to the to so much to the point where you become another version of them. Clones. Yeah. And I think uh, one of the one of the best quotes I ever heard on this was Dave Martin, and he always said, Doctor Dave Martin said, he said. Uh, same that one of us is unnecessary, and it sure isn't me. <laughs> and nice so, statement. And so there's a lot of people that are doing that, though. They they just are becoming clones of someone else instead of allowing the the true nature and gifting that God's put in them to um to just be extinguished and not be used because it's easier to not think not think about it, just do what somebody else is doing. Well, I think that it. I watch a lot of different pastors online just seeing what people are doing that are out there. And it amazes me how many people, and it's not always, sometimes it's God-inspired, but there's a lot of people out there that dress the same, look the same, act the same, try and have the same mannerisms as other people that you're watching online. And if you are not yourself, everybody knows it. When we did youth ministry, Oh my gosh, you, teenagers can sniff out you know, a phony, so to speak, in about three seconds and have no appreciation for it. We never look at it that way with adults, though, because adults can sense it as well. If you are not true to who you are and you are constantly trying to be somebody else, everybody knows it and it never fits right. That's why... You've just got to, I used to tell people all the time when I was, you know, when I taught in the, in, in the school, you got to be cool with who you are. Yeah. 
You got to be good with how you sound, how you look. Own it. Own your 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 little quirks and you know quirky things that you do while you talk and you know whatever it is that it you know your your catchwords or whatever. Own that stuff. Own up to it, and don't deny it. Just let God use it. He put it in you. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as an excuse to not try and get better at something or not take care of yourself or not do whatever, What I'm or prepare for that matter. What I'm saying is that there are certain things about you that God, when he called you, he wanted in you. And if you were trying to be, if I'm trying to be Brent, all of a sudden, you know, as he said a moment ago, one of us is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it isn't that way. Stop trying to be like everybody else. You don't have to wear skinny jeans if you don't like them. Yeah. Or whatever or, the or trend grow the, is. Or grow the, the long beard. Or, yeah. It, or wear the suit and tie. I mean, yep. it's, it's, it's being who you are and being comfortable with you, with who you are. As we come down to our last minute here, and we'll pick up here and talk about this on the next 1330 podcast. Uh, just be comfortable with who you are and, and stop just blatantly copying somebody else use somebody for inspiration paul in fact told timothy follow me as i follow christ what is he saying take your inspiration from me but yet at the same time go and be yourself and do what it is that you do best and don't try and be somebody else all right you can reach out to keith and i uh for uh through email or social media at 1330podcast at gmail.com you can also get us on facebook uh at the 1330podcast or on Twitter at 1330podcast. All right. Uh, until next one, next time, two weeks from t- to today, uh, I'm Brent. I'm Keith. And we thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great day. It's great to be back. And uh, where we belong. Have a great night, everybody. Take care. Thanks for joining us for the 1330podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.